everybody, welcome to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted here on Friday, April 8th. Pastor Warren, how are you doing? It's I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. A little you know, chilly. A I little don't... chilly. Um, you know, uh, your White Sox are ready to, slated to go today, yeah, right? Yeah, they're slated to go today. Your Cubbies played, well, we're recording on Thursday, so... Yeah, I really can't speak like we know what the result is, but, um, you know... Uh, I hope Javi Baez shows up today and uh, gives you guys a little little problem. I hope Lucas Giolito throws a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. so it uh, should be a good time. And uh, so get your White Sox off on a good start. But, uh, yeah, happy Friday to happy everybody. Happy Friday to everybody. And, you know, as you know, on Fridays we do community connections. And so today we have a very special guest, Tony Al from the Barrington Campus Light. What's it called? The Barrington Campus Life Center. Wow, that's strike one for you. Strike one. I, I just want. I was about to compliment that amazing introduction and mm-hmm. non-scripted, off the cuff, by the way, but still sounded so professional and well polished. And then mm-hmm. you blew it. I always get the. Na- I mean, and I walked <laughs> by it. You literally live. Here, I mean, you live have. about four houses down too. I know, so and I walked by good. it on Sunday to pick up my dog from uh, the fancy now Canine Country Club of Barrington. Now that they changed their name. <laughs> well, my. All right, I'm Tony Al the uh, director at the Campus Life Center in Barrington, uh, neighbors to Donald Antor, who officially doesn't know who we are, but no. knows the dog place From the door, other side so. of the tracks, yeah. even. Is, yeah, I got right? like, Yeah, I mean, I've been there a handful of times. And, but yeah, we've partnered with, I know we've helped with the turkeys and hams that you've given out to people in the community that you serve there. And, oh boy, were those a hit, yeah. Those hams. The turkey, not so much. I think we're moving into a generation of people where turkey is actually... I don't know, maybe not no as kidding. beloved, yeah. Wow. Well, ah. we, we found equal love uh, on our side over here in Palatine right. still, so, you know, we're a little behind. We're did older. You, did you know, okay, Pop Trivia, did you know that on average in America, just our country alone, we consume over 40 million turkeys a year? That's mm. mind-blowing. So, I never even thought about that. Someone's listening to this and they're going to fact check it. 40 million turkeys. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna, they're Googling up. it right now. <laughs> Somehow I'm having shades of WKRP in Cincinnati of all the turkeys being <laughs> let out of the plane and, oh, the humanity. Peta's you know, gonna, Les Nessman. Peter's going to hate this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, they're all over this already. Yeah, we're going to get kicked off now. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good run. We had 20-some-odd episodes. <laughs> all it took was Tony to come into the studio. And just derail it all here. <laughs> you know, so goes my life. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. But yeah, so and I know I've been there. It's been a couple of years, but after school, because you get a lot of Barrington High School kids there because you're a couple blocks from the high school. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about what you do there, share a little bit about yourself, your family, Sure. Yeah. So I, uh, my name's Tony. I'm uh, happily married to the most beautiful world, a girl in the world. I'm actually most, I'm married to the most beautiful world. That's what I was about to okay. say. Yeah. That's, this is going really wow. south. So strike one on Tony. <laughs> Here uh, if his wife is listening. Little do you guys know before I'm this, we not... were listening to the, uh, the girl of uh, Ipanema and <laughs> fawning over somehow it's the Proverbs 31 woman. So we're, we're clearly, you know, heading south in this. No, I, uh, I'm married to the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, we have got uh, two wonderful children. We actually have a, a three-year-old and a now uh, almost five-month-old daughter, so a son and a daughter. Nice. And uh, they are, I mean, they are a treat. So we've we've been in youth ministry here for almost uh, two decades, and I'll tell you, once you have your own, it becomes a whole different, uh, mm-hmm. a whole different ball game. And yeah, so, congratulations. Hey, thank you. Yeah. We we love it. We're sleeping every four days, and it's it's great. <laughs> You know, so Life nothing's changed. Be yeah, nothing has changed whatsoever. <laughs> so, I am. Uh, I'm on year. What year is this? Twenty twenty two. Yeah. So I'm on year fifteen with uh, with Youth for Christ. Campus Life is actually a. Um, it's a local. 
uh, ministry name. It's a core ministry of Youth for Christ. If you guys are familiar with the guy by the name of um, Billy Graham, Mm. Uh, I almost forgot his name for a second. I'm just kidding. I've I've heard of him. (laughs) My son is actually, his name is Liam, uh, middle name Graham. So he's actually named after Billy Graham, which we, you know, we try real hard not to idolize or uh, fawn over uh, specific people in this world, but Billy was a good one. He was a good Uh, one. Yeah, he was. So, um, uh, yeah, so Youth for Christ dates all the way back to the 1940s and the 1960s there. This is the time when pretty much all the uh, evangelists were coming together saying, hey, we've been doing these you know, these circuits and these uh, these revival events and these big things, uh, stadiums. I mean, you remember Billy Graham's um, amazing ministries filling Soldier Field or mm-hmm. uh, these massive stadiums with thousands and thousands of people. Pop trivia again, it, the, the largest gathering of people in one place was actually a Billy Graham rally in Korea. 1.1 million people together in one wow. place. Wow. Yeah, it's it wild. So it, 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 late 50s, mid 50s. Did that be Woodstock? Yeah. It must have. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Woodstock was up there. I don't think anybody would remember how many people were there. (laughs) No, probably not. There's no record of it at this point. And here I go, bringing up, you know, Woodstock and (laughs) over Billy Graham. uh, Girly Benima. This show is going nowhere. (laughs) Um, So... uh, uh, where were we? So in the mid fifties, late fifties, uh, you know, a lot of these evangelists, all, these guys are all buddies, you know, the guys from navigators and crew and, uh, young life, you for Christ, yeah, all right. these, you know, all these evangelists, evangelists got together. And I think they all recognized that, you know, these, these rallies and events were a great thing and they were preaching the word and doing these altar calls. And, you know, we all personally know somebody who gave their life at a Billy Graham, you know, revival event, mm-hmm. and you know, he mm-hmm. calls down the, the people at the end, and they walk down the aisle, and you know, they come to the stage, and you're prayed over, and everything, which is incredible. But I think at the uh, the, the late '50s, a lot of these these evangelists were starting to recognize that it was it was wonderful. The stuff from the pulpit was great, but the the real meat of life change wasn't happening from a man on a stage with with a microphone anymore. Mm-hmm. It was happening in the context of deep relationships. Yes, yeah. So you started getting these relational ministries that that sprung out out of, you know, nowhere in the 60s. And now you see like a modern youth group or really actually modern church is all about relationships, uh, mm-hmm. navigating and diving into life with each other, sitting around the table, breaking bread and and going through, you know, the good, the bad, the hard, the ugly, and and, uh, and truly living with each other. And so uh, Campus Life was, was birthed out of that movement of relational ministry. And since 1964, 63, 64, it's kind of, it's kind of really been the same thing. It's always mm-hmm. been about uh, reaching and pursuing every lost young person to raise them up into lifelong followers of Christ by doing everything um, possible, uh, starting with the uh, the healthy, beneficial, impactful relationship. And so, yeah. Well, yeah, and I see that you know I've helped out a few times at the Barrington Campus Life Center because you know more before we started, he said he's just a glorified janitor. Oh, I am. But you're more. But aren't than, we all? Yeah, <laughs> but you're more than that. You're a smoothie expert. No, no, we all pastor, minister, clergyman. Hey, listen, all we're doing here is just cleaning up the mess that people made in the kingdom. So yeah, you know, it's true. Good thought. But yeah. you're more than you're also a smoothie expert. I'm a smoothie. smoothie. I am actually town famous. I'm not world famous yet, but I'm town famous for the. Uh, uh, massive amounts of sugar and unhealthy stuff that I put inside a cup, but kids love it. And yeah, the uh, amount of kids I've where led is to that Jesus down in Barrington at the yogurt place? No, at, on, at the Barrington Campus Life Center. You yeah, can oh, you can go there for a smoothie? You sure can. We're kidding. What kitty- am I missing? You are. I drive by that place every day. <laughs> we are. We're kitty corner to the uh, the high school. So you know, strategically, the, the the land and the real estate was. It was kind of a, an A plus uh, home run uh, of a space. To, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean the location was just perfect to build a a unique safe space for students to connect, to engage, to get plugged in with 
resources, whether it's something that we put on or something that we've partnered with or vetted or have a relationship with in town and then give kids, you know, a place that they could have and call their own and have a, a place that they were not only proud of to be at, but excited to be at. You know, we, I love the space that we're in right now, but we were very intentional about, uh, you know, skipping the tweed couches and the plaid mm. hand-me-downs mm-hmm. and, and whatnot and actually building a space where kids could walk in and say, whoa. Where, this is where for us. am I right yeah, now? Right? Yeah. Now, the, the, the DNA of Campus Life of Youth for Christ of the ministry that we've always done was always about uh, reaching and pursuing kids, going in, to, into their world, engaging them in their context, meeting kids where they're at, uh, and doing life with them there so that the walls of the church would come down, the barriers of the church would come down so that Christ would not just be held up in a box, but also you know, present wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. And so we, for, down to the, the deepest part of our DNA, it's always been about pursuing kids where they're at in their world. But with the Campus Life Center, we were able to build, if anything, just a little corner of their world, you know? So we, we haven't given up our DNA, but being able to, uh, you know, have a, that safe place be a part of their world has been, you know, it's been hugely beneficial for us. And so we're about, uh, what, what day is this? April 7th. So in 13 days, on April 20th, don't ask why we chose 420, but we chose 420. <laughs> Girl, even Nemo, every time, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep bringing her up. So uh, on April 20th, we'll actually celebrate our four years. And in four years, we've had uh, just over 10,500 um, uh, unique guest visitors uh, come in and out. That's that's youth as well as family. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a wild run. We're... Uh, we're thankful and, and blessed to to celebrate uh, just over 800 salvations, and we've had a couple hundred baptisms now at this point, and uh, the amount of um, collaborations and partnerships that we've had in town. Barrington is a really, it's an interesting place because uh, there's like this long laundry list of, of nonprofits and charities mm-hmm. and programs mm-hmm. and resources and, and uh, foundations, and there's just a lot of folks, a lot of uh, a lot of folks who have a lot of time in their hands and a lot of resources, so uh, they decided why not try and do something good with that. And so th- there is truly just this never-ending list of of people who want to do good things uh, and people who have been doing great things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so when we first launched the vision of this space, we wanted it to be much more about collaboration than just the ministry that we do. So whether it's with the schools or the local churches or it's this profit, nonprofit organization or this group of people or it's this family, or even it's just this individual student mm-hmm. who wants to make an impact or do something great, we wanted to come alongside them and say, hey, listen, let's be a re- we want to be a resource. You mm-hmm. want to augment what you're doing because we're so serious about reaching every kid. Yeah. And there's no possible way that me or this one ministry or this one building or yeah. this one church or Emmanuel Lutheran or whatever, or this podcast, there's no way that mm-hmm. uh, separated we would ever reach the entire target. Right. But together... I mean, we've got a really good shot at reaching yeah. every uh, yeah. if we do it together, right? And so, for the last uh, handful of years, it's been about building a um, a neutral collaborative space for for any to come and engage and connect and get plugged in and, and be a part of plug uh, be a part of the plug in. And um, and it's been awesome because you know what it, it's done for us is that it's it's opened up you know, the floodgates to engage and initiate relationships with folks that we otherwise would have never seen. Mm. You know, we, we sit on the, the whiteboards all the time at churches where we say, how are we, how are we going to break down the walls of the church and how are we going to get into the community? How are we going to go beyond our walls and be the, the, the church everywhere? Well, this, you know, this, this approach with collaboration has been, um, I mean, that it's been the solution. 
You know, we, we, mm-hmm. I feel like we always whiteboard about it and then we get stuck on the whiteboard. Yeah. But once you start saying, yes, I, I just want to help you. I want to be in this community and of this community and for this community mm-hmm. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the needs here and I want to meet them. We as the church want to be a part of the change or we want to be a part of the good or we want to be a part of the help that's, that's mm-hmm. needed here mm-hmm. in, in the community. You know, through this collaborate, collaboration, coming alongside people, whomever they are, whatever they look like, wherever they're from, churched or not churched, or tall, short, black, brown, yellow, white, whatever it is, um, being able to come alongside anybody and everybody has given us the ability to engage and meet new relationships, be, start to create those relationships with youth and families mm-hmm. um, of, of all sorts that we otherwise never would have, I mean, we never would have met before. Yeah, you know I, I mean? love this because as you're describing it, it is the essence of what this segment is about, right. community connections. And you have described it beautifully. And as you were talking about it, I'm imagining like your group is like the hub. And from that, everybody's connecting in through you. And it's like a, a big wheel, like hub and spoke kind of thing. And you're really, you know, stretching God's kingdom in all ways. Mm. but kind of connecting through your place. Sure. And uh, you've opened it up and made it that this is what we're all about, and and it's it's working, and that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you know, and, uh, well, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that analogy that you're sharing here, and if it's anything, it's it's not more so that we're the hub of it. We're, we're, just, the pers- we're just a group that um, has taken a, a step far back enough to, to see the entire picture of the wheel. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, right. And at this point, we're just the mavens that are are, are making those connections. Of mm-hmm. there's, listen, like this is what you're going through. I know somebody else who's going through that, or I know someone who's gone through that and can help you. Or you're looking for this uh, or this type of resource, or you have this need that you're hoping to have met. I listen. I've got the guy for you. I've got the yeah. people for. You. I got the group for you, or the the organization for you, or the opportunity for you. You're you're, you're just come to know Jesus and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you've got, you know, these questions, and this is this is kind of the lay of the land of your personality and what you're looking for. Let me let me plug you into a church that I think mm-hmm. you're gonna really really fit in well. Yeah, with it's like you receive them and you direct them. Yeah, and it's yeah. like if if it's something that you guys don't you know focus yeah. on, you know where to redirect. Right, right. And so I'm just really cool. Yeah, at this point, I'm uh, I'm a I'm a glorified janitor and a uh, a very <laughs> a very capable switchboard operator. That's what I like to see. But yeah, I mean, so. but as you're talking about the whole like life or campus life stuff and like the relationships, and I see that the times when I've been there, when you've been serving the smoothies, like. How the kids come <laughs> you in? Just keep and, bringing up the smoothies. <laughs> well, what, you know, what time are the smoothies? Anytime you served? want. Listen, we oh, we started man, at five thirty this morning, there. so <laughs> you, I, we, I made a I made a good batch this morning. So, <laughs> but uh, just the relationships and like you're talking about, it's people from all different types of backgrounds. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've thought it's been interesting times when like, you know I dropped off the hams or the turkeys, and then you have somebody out there with a nice fancy car, yet you're still you're serving that need of that like economic yeah. background, but also serving those that maybe have needs and economically. Well, here's, here's how I see it. You know, um, a lot of folks always come by and try and ask, what, what is the strategy of, of ministry for you? What are, what's been the things that have worked for you and what has not worked for you? And I, we I sit and consult and, and have conversations with pastors and churches all the time about what makes your ministry tick so well. And, um, why is it so different from the church and how is it, how's it possible that it's working? And this isn't an indictment on on any specific church or or Manuel Lutheran or or, or any mm-hmm. any face in the in the town, but when we say that we 
are very serious about doing anything and everything short of sin to reach the lost, to, to bring the gospel into the lives of every. You know, we're, we're serious about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, we've pushed the buttons mm-hmm. and the boundaries on on anything and everything short of sin. But uh, you know, we're, we're we, we stand by that. Anything and everything short of sin to, to reach to reach the every mm. to bring the gospel to every. And so, so if that means uh, you know a, a two a.m. call of picking up a kid from a party, or mm-hmm. uh, someone needs the shirt off my back, or I got to empty my wallet um, this week, this month, this year, my life savings, whatever it takes, you know, mm. uh, and so. Um, and then, if anything, it's just now about uh, it's coming alongside loving, caring adults and equipping and uh, empowering them to to see the need um, to to do the same. To to if we truly want to build the kingdom, then it's going to take every single one of us willing to bleed and die for the mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and so yeah, I mean, it's it sounds. It sounds a little trivial, trivial in, in Barrington, Illinois, where the affluence and the mm-hmm. um, the resources are you know out, out of the roof. Uh, but uh, everybody needs need everybody needs Jesus. Jesus, right? everybody yeah, needs no Jesus. matter what your financial and, right. Needs and then the are. needs the needs look uh, the needs look a lot. I mean, it's different here compared to India or mm-hmm. Mexico, where we we just did the mission trip last mm-hmm. uh, you know, last week in, in Mexico, and you'd see the needs are completely different, but. Um, the, the the foundation, the principle, the value is the same. To do anything and everything short of sin in your context to to reach the people around you, so that you can bring you know the, the word of God to them yeah. through their eyes. And so, fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, how many people did you bring on that trip to Mexico? So I know I saw those on social media, the Tijuana, <laughs> the trip. We brought uh, thirty-seven, and we brought thirty-seven back. That's so, good. Yeah. That's always a good thing when <laughs> yeah. you bring them all back. <laughs> so they're they're referring to um, a we call them project serve trips. So we we just brought a project serve trip or a short term missions trip down to Tijuana, Mexico, which. You know, before the trip, every time everybody asked uh, where we were going, and we'd say Tijuana, and they'd go, oh, Tijuana. Mm. I remember Tijuana in college. You, yeah. <laughs> girl from Ipanipa. <laughs> a girl from Ipanipa, yeah. So, yeah, you actually went to school in Southern California, and I, I spent a fair amount of time passing through Tijuana to get to, like, Ensenada or Rosarito or some of these, you know, these really nice beach towns or surf towns, and you would just kind of close your eyes as you pass through okay. through Tijuana, which All is right. maybe it's full circle that God has has placed um, that city and that community in my heart because I, I spent so many years just closing my eyes driving through it. Mm. So we brought uh, you know a group uh, a group down. Actually, this is the first time we've done a project serve trip, not just bringing youth down. Um, that we've uh, that we've actually invited the entire family unit to come. Okay, which we were hoping and praying and fingers crossed before the trip that it would. I mean, it could go one of two ways. It could go either really, really well, or yeah. it could just blow wow. up in our face, yeah, right? I right. mean, yeah. imagine kids getting grounded or, or even left behind without uh, parents really caring yet. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we brought uh, forty about forty students and families down, and the the um, you know the desire coming out of this was to challenge and convict and then equip and and resource the entire family as a unit to. Uh, to really um, decide as a family, are we going to be in the mission? Are, are we, we gonna, serious are we about the this? Mission? Are, yeah. Is this going to be what our, our household, our home will be built on forever? Mm. And so being able to, to, to challenge and to train um, the family in that conversation, in the cultural context and in the serving context of, uh, of us being down there, um, was, was huge. And we, I mean, we put the team to work. We, we spent uh, some days at a refugee camp. We built a mobile ministry trailer where we built a, like out of a flatbed, we built a mobile church, like church wow. in a box where you can bring church to anywhere, any wow. village, any latrine, any whatever garbage dump. 
and uh, and and bring church to the people. We uh, we built. Um, we actually intended to build two houses. Got there. We were working in a homeless community called Cardboard Landing, where everything's like, I mean, it's made of garbage that they could find around. Yeah. And uh, but they had a fire sweep through um, and burned down a bunch of homes. And so we started building houses there. So we ended up building more houses than we expected. And had, uh, we 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 tried to. Uh, we try to keep ourselves uh, extremely busy there and serve, um, you know, twenty four seven while we were mm-hmm. there. And, and coming out of it, everybody was tired, but everybody was so, I think, filled, um, challenged, uh, and uh, and convicted to uh, to come home and you know make the decision of I can feel tired and recover and go back to my life, or I can use the pain and the um, you know the bruises and the. Uh, the soreness of, of what I just experienced and, and get stronger from it. You know, it's like working out. You, yeah, you, you, exactly. you come back with this like soreness and you're like, wow, I could either like cry that I feel sore or I could feel really good about the fact that I just worked hard for the kingdom mm-hmm. and God stretched me in miraculous ways. And now I'm able to live my life stronger. Yeah, um, uh, We're able to, to build our, our home here now stronger. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was really good. It was a good trip. We brought everybody back alive. And so... <laughs> We, we brought the adults to the red light district, which is like the most trafficked red light districts in the entire world. Like wow. more than Amsterdam 10 uh-huh. times over. It's, wow. I mean, it's, it's the cartel's biggest uh, moneymaker, right? This is their largest stream of revenue. And so, um, so there were some things that our adults, you know, saw that they couldn't unsee and experiences that they couldn't forget. And, and, uh, it was, I mean, we, we had intentions to not just shock and awe our team, but to, to awaken, you know, awaken the soul, awaken the, the life of, of, uh, of our people. So, and that's it, what those trips do. I mean, yeah. when people go to lands like that and cultures that are vastly different and really impoverished, right? And the shock, you know, the shock of when they arrive, and then like it's almost like they don't know where to go and what to do. So they're right. really following your direction. And then when they finally realize, okay, I'm just going to start doing, that's when transformation begins as they meet people, right? Right. And then when you come home, it's another shock. Like, yeah. wow, look at the affluence that we live in versus what I just stayed in. But you know what? It, though it's not it, those those trips aren't really designed to make you come home and feel guilty or oh, shame right, filled. Or right. If anything, it, it should. We got three minutes. Oh, I'm gonna make this a real uh, no. Keep talking, man. All right, we got three hours. Let's go. <laughs> hey, I hope everybody in podcast land is enjoying this because I've never been on a podcast before, nor have I ever listened to a podcast before. So I think these are supposed to be like three hours long. I think so you're a natural. You're, you're yeah. in for a trip. Yeah. So I think you need to start one, like you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that we really wanted to speak into, specifically this team coming back, was was that it's not a matter of we want you to go back and feel guilty or bad about your lifestyle or what you have around you or the roof over your head mm-hmm. or the amount of square footage you have. If anything, we 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 desire, we pray, even which missions trip or not, you know, as pastors or as ministers or shepherds or as as clergymen or as uh, counselors or just even friends and neighbors, our job is to. I think awaken one another to know that that our affluence is is deeply and directly correlated to our influence. And I'm not mm-hmm. just talking about money. I mean, the more money oh, that you sure. make, the more you can give away. That's that's definitely that's, right. that's for sure. The more money that you make, you, the more you can you can stretch and, and and do good things with steward. But also, like the more that you've learned, the more that you can teach. Mm-hmm. The bigger your house, the more people you could take in. The mm-hmm. more food on your table, the more that you mm-hmm. can feed. The more uh, the more clothing in your closet, the more you can keep warm. Uh, and 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 cover and and so I think one of the things that we wanted specifically for these families for really all of our ministry to see is that um, not only 
not only did Christ come, and we're coming up to Easter, right? So let's talk about this. Not only did, did, did Christ lay down his life to die for all of this so that you can be set free com- from captivity and back into a restored and right relationship with, with God, mm-hmm. but also the same power that raised Christ up from the dead on Easter Sunday is now the same Holy Spirit power that's in you to be able to make good, to make use, to make amazing, miraculous things of the thing, the provisions that you have in your life to do incredible kingdom works. Right, I mean, the stuff that right. they'll write in the history books, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we just, we hoped, we prayed that we still hope and pray that, you know, the folks who've been on this trip or even any, and the folks in, 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 any of our ministry contexts will come to experience Jesus in a life-changing way, a whole new way, uh, or, or in for the first time. Um, but then also to see like, okay, I've got, I now have, I have a duty in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this, I mean, this, this hope that changed and saved me in the pits of my, my life, the rock bottom of my life, I, I now have a responsibility to be a part of the ministry of reconciliation. Of yeah, master. see, I, that's I, what people. you're getting at is like, well, now what? We, we've mm-hmm. done this, and we're back home. Everybody's here. We're yeah. back home. Now what? And you're talking about the well, this is, and this how is, you can direct them yeah. into the now what. And this is the amazing thing. Like, we've alluded to this a couple of times now, but being in a context like Tijuana, Mexico, not only are we able to teach like the foundation of that, but now we get to be really serious about you now have a part in doing anything and everything short of sin to reach mm. the people around mm. you with the gospel of God. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah. So it, it was. It was a wild time, and everybody. Do you think you'll go back? back? We're going back in August. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We had so many folks who loved it, um, and then we had so many folks who were here at home who were keeping track and and praying for us who were so um, I think uh, challenged and, and convicted by it that they signed on. And then we had folks who wanted to go on the trip, and so you know the the thing is is that my wife and I have um, we've got our own personal ties and ministries there, and so we'll we'll I mean, we'll be back as as often as my belly can fit the tacos, and so mm-hmm. um, and so uh, yeah, we actually we're actually set and ready to to go back um, this uh, this August, the first week of August. So if anybody out in podcast land wants to come and have a life-changing taco with me. I mean, <laughs> life-changing. Listen, you might have known Jesus before, but then you have a taco in Tijuana, Mexico, like and then it changes everything. Dude, you are, you're hitting all my buttons. Like, I want a smoothie now. Now I want a taco. Okay. I want a Tijuana, Tijuana, <laughs> Tijuana taco. Pod, podcast taco. land, you are now holding Pastor Warren to accountable, uh, to, accountable to this. <laughs> he better be with us in, in August. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're actually going to head back. And one of the things is, and we've been doing trips, uh, Project Serve trips throughout the years, um, really all over the globe. I've been to Africa. I've been to Europe. I've been to Central America, South America with this a bunch of times. And, and um, we... We found ourselves in a, a strange like uh, loop of um, every year we you know we'd go on these trips we'd always go to a different country and mm. I mean it's great experiences and everything but we're like ah, next time that we go somewhere we really want to set our roots down and, and right. be a viable ongoing lasting um, impactful relationship with the people there so that you know we can continue building into um, the kingdom there but also to be able to see the fruit bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be a part of that was uh, was huge. So we, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll go back. Is that's awesome? We yeah, we fly yeah. to San. I mean, you fly to San Diego and you drive five minutes across, and you're there. So it's okay. a very accessible awesome. trip. And yeah, so so as we wrap up here, because I know we're getting close on time there, so you can get back. But uh, how can people find out more about the ministry, what you're doing, and you know, social media? How can they follow you guys so they can oh sure see all the awesome stuff you guys are doing? Yeah, go on 
social media, Barrington Campus Life Center. You're welcome to look that up. But here's my bit to that. I, I know that the direction of these, um, what are they called? Community Connections. Community connect, connections. connections. Fridays. It's fr- It's actually yeah. Wednesday, but well, actually, it's Thursday. Thursday. Oh, sh- that's strike two. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're even. All right. Well, uh, well, good for you for turning this thing around in a day. So right. you guys don't out there in podcast land. You don't know how hard Donald works to get this thing pumped Amen. out. You know, yeah. we're trying. So. But uh, but the reality is we're lying to you. It's actually Thursday, uh, and uh, he's saying it's Friday. <laughs> so we all I know understand like on these um, community connection Fridays that the, the, the bit was to share about uh, uh, our ministry and what we're doing and how to get connected with that. Great if you if you do want to get involved or get connected with that, just uh, Facebook, it's Instagram, it whatever. Um, Barrington Campus Life Center. But um, my 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 hopeful impression in this this session is that. You know, as they ask about how can you get con- how can people get connected to this specific ministry, the hope is that um, the bigger question is is how can you be connected to God's ministry? Just period, because you know you can come and serve you know in our programs or in events or or ongoing ministries you know once a week, once a month, once a year, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But God's calling for you to serve with your life every minute of the day, you know, every breath that you have, every That's waking awesome. moment that yeah. you have, and so but, you know, if anything. I, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that if you're listening to this, you know, with your life here, even if you didn't go to Mexico with us or if you're not coming to Mexico with us, Pastor Warren, um, <laughs> my hope is that if you're listening to this, if Christ has come and saved you, like if you're a new creation in Christ, you, you got to understand that you don't, you don't actually have a choice. You're now part of the ministry of building God's kingdom. And scriptures are very serious when it says, do you anything and everything short of sin? I don't know if that's verbatim somewhere. Do you know? Is that a, it, it's that's probably verbatim. in the index in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's in the Tony translation. Tony translation. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? Not that I'm saying that the word of God isn't perfected, but it should say anything <laughs> and everything short of it. But I'm, I'm, I'm praying and hoping that if you are a new creation in Christ, you, you got to understand that it's it's your your responsibility, your your commission, your your pressing on as a seal to to go now and do anything and everything short of sin to serve the kingdom of God with everything that you have. All your finances, all your properties, all your assets, every minute of your day, every talent that you have. You know, you, you, there's in the workplace, the medical field, in a hospital, in a law, in the lawyer's office, whatever it is, in the waiting room to the lawyer's office, wherever you're, you, you're, you're called to to serve the kingdom of God, and do nothing short of sin, you know, or to do everything short of sin to to make that to make that happen. You know, the the verse that's really just wrecked us. And it's put us in a place where, like, people laugh when when I say this, but I we have kids now, and I do hope that they come to know Jesus super early and super soon. Um, but I, you know, every day it's like a it's like my nighttime routine. I'll come home from work, and I'll, I'll I'll give them all a kiss, say hello, and then I'll just I'll drop my bags, drop everything, I will look at the ceiling, and I'll just I'll literally I'll pray out to God and ask Him to just take me right now. Mm. <laughs> I like dream of heaven. Mm. I daydream of heaven. I nightdream of heaven. I I eat dream and shower dream of heaven all the time. And I'm just I'm I'm begging God to you know to to bring me home as soon as possible. But if He doesn't strike me down that moment, that means I got some work to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got to get get going to that. And so there's uh, the verse out of Galatians where it says, "For we have been crucified with Christ, and we no longer live, but Christ who lives in us." Mm-hmm. And let this be whatever lasting impression it is in this podcast, but if you, especially during Easter time right now, right, and you hear this message of hope and goodness of Christ dying on the cross and the world crucifying him, but him taking it so that, you know, he he would receive everything that we deserve to receive, 
but instead, you know, we got, we received what he deserved to receive. Like if you are, you're hearing this message in the next couple of weeks about Christ dying so that you can live, so you can be set free. And if that changes your life, this, this, you know, this Easter, this, this season, this Holy Week, I want you to understand and know that, okay, if you're, if you're really in this, if you're really standing before the foot of the cross and saying, Jesus, okay, yeah, save me. And then you're saved. You got to understand and know now that you, you are, you know, you no longer live yeah. and that's Jesus in you, which means that if you're going to surrender, you, you, I mean, he's really saying you got to surrender it. Everything that you got, your life, your wallets, your houses, none of it belongs to you anymore. Right, the minutes right. of your day literally don't belong to you anymore. Our time is in his hands. The, our time is in his hands. And the time God's that we've now gone that. over in this podcast is yeah. even in Christ's hand. But like every fiber yeah. of existence in the universe and time and dimension now belongs to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Your life is now Christ's. And it's not you who live anymore, but it's Jesus who's going to live in you yeah, and through you. you. Right? Yeah. And if your life isn't reflecting that, if your life doesn't have, have the essence of you being nothing more than just a, a, a vessel of Jesus, like if your life doesn't reflect G- Christ in everything, mm-hmm. that, I mean, then... You're missing the boat. You, you're missing the boat. Yeah, have you're you truly missing sur- true life. Have you truly life. surrendered to, life to receiving, to the full, yeah, right. life to the full, the abundant life. And that, that's, I think, that's a good point. That's probably what they're talking about when it says abundant life. It's yeah. not a, life is going to be peachy and... Nope. successful and, and God's going to provide for me, or it's not even the abundant life is, 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 is what's beyond, you know, the grave here. The abundant life starts now and it yeah. begins with you living out the full essence, the yeah. full salt of, yeah. of Jesus with everything right, that you do. And so, right. so that's, you know, to you podcast land out there, I'm challenging you and I'm, I'm, I'm actually calling you out. If you aren't living with the essence of Jesus and every minute and fiber and thing that you do in your day, um, you suck. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, <laughs> but you are missing out. I mean, you are truly missing out on the life that God designed and called you out for. I can't believe I just said that. I, I strike. Can you use a COVID, the, the cough button, Cough button. <laughs> use a cough button on that. Um, I didn't mean to say you suck. I just meant to say that you are falling short. Yeah. Um, yeah. but again, I guess we all are. And, and that's why God, um, has, has sent Christ to, to die for us, uh, to, to pay for that. But man, if you truly love Jesus, you know, it's just like marriage. You, you you're gonna you're gonna body that, and you're gonna you're gonna mm-hmm. live out that essence uh, with yeah. everything that you do. So really well said, man. You're so inspiring with yeah, his man. words. Yeah, before. I don't think we talked about anything that you guys actually wanted to talk about. But oh, uh, I don't even all... know what we wanted yeah. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but you know, before... a Proverbs thirty-one woman. I'm there just... <laughs> before we send you on your way, how about we say a prayer? I'll say a prayer for you yeah. and your ministry, Please. Tony. Thanks. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just lift up to you all that Tony's doing with the Barrington Campus Life Center, Lord, and all the different people that's impacted over the nearly four-plus years that it's been in existence, Lord, and we thank you for their successful time down in Tijuana, making a difference in a community that needs to know your love and help those people who are hurting, and be with the team as they have returned back home, Lord, that you use them and use that experience down in Tijuana to help them to see they can make a difference here with the blessings that you have given to them, Lord. And so we ask you to be with all of us that we can live out that calling you've given to each and every one of us, be your hands and feet to those who are hurting, those who are sick, those who just need to know that they are loved and cared for. Because as Tony brought up earlier, it's about those relationships as we connect with those that you place in our life to be a vessel of your love, to care for them and just pour your love into their lives, Lord. So we just 
ask you to continue to be with Tony and all that he does and be with all those that come to the Campus Life Center, Lord, that you bless them and help them to grow in faith and to use them to be your hands and feet. We pray this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. So be it. Yeah, so thank you, Tony, for coming on, and we'll tag the different things on social media so people can get plugged in that way if they're interested. But yeah, what a great encouragement to just be God's hands and feet and make that impact in the world. Preach, bless up, yeah. That's great. Thank you so much. Go Cubs. Go Sox. Go Sox. Oh, boy. (laughs) Strike three. (laughs) uh, On that note, peace out, everybody, and see you on Monday.